0: Peace, love, and life, family. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, him, not them. As always, gotta give a shout-out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Teddy Pendergrass, when somebody loves you back. I felt it was important to start the new decade off with something that we can all resonate with. And that's feeling loved. That's feeling appreciated. Let's go into the new decade, not only wanting to receive love, but also giving the proper kind of love. Not just the type of love that we want to give, but the type of love that someone can actually benefit from, that that they can actually nourish and cherish, all right? Because I think it's important for us to not only recognize What we can do for us, not what others can do for us, but what we can do for others. Like reciprocation, you get what I'm saying? We have to stop wanting, not wanting, but solely only want something for ourselves, not knowing that it's much more to give, and you feel much better about yourself when you give to someone. And I understand that the world that we're living in is hard, and it's difficult to want to share love when a lot of people try to take advantage of that. You get what I'm saying? And so our heart, our heart turns cold or turns into stone when it's supposed to pump blood in the blood, warm blood, something warm, something filling, something fulfilling. You get me? And I just want to share that. I want to spread that. I want to embrace that as well. So with 2020, now that we are two feet in 2020, let's hit the pavement running. Let's recognize how we can help others and how we can benefit from other people's help other than that how the family is doing i hope their new year celebrations were you know safe i hope everyone came into the 2020 with the momentum that they had coming out of 2019 and i hope that the individuals that listen to this podcast the individuals who are sharing this podcast with others are recognizing their opportunities And I'm reading this book, Chaos Protocol, and a couple quotes that I'll read from the book. But the first one I'm going to read about in particular is about recognizing opportunity. Opportunity is not randomly distributed in either space or time, it must be pursued and seized. Opportunity is not random. When we are presented with an opportunity, it's up to us to recognize the importance or the validity of that opportunity. And I think sometimes we overlook the opportunity that is in front of us because we're so, we're too busy looking too far ahead. And I know that there's a difference between planning ahead and looking too far ahead. Sometimes when we plan ahead, we making sure that we are keeping or making or keeping account or taking into account the pitfalls and the values that may come with that opportunity. But sometimes it's like, oh man, this is what's in front of me. I know I can do that. I'm going to look past that. Oh, this is what I need to accomplish. Oh, I can do that lightly. I, I don't need to put my best foot forward with that. And that can be detrimental to our growth process because if we overlook this opportunity, there could be some steps and some gems that we could use that can help us and be beneficial to us moving forward. So don't think that the opportunities that we have are just random. They are strategically placed because the universe has our best interest in mind. It is, us, it is up to us to properly prepare for those opportunities so we can succeed and move forward. Another quote I want to read from this book, what has to do with, how can I say? It has to do with recognizing new information. And I'll read the quote first and then we will have a conversation that stems around it. Just a reminder that the name of this book is The Chaos Protocol. Now, I'm reading from my notebook. I don't have the book in front of me. I wish I would give you the author. I'm a bad host for that. (laughs) But if you type in the book, The Chaos Protocol, it will come right up. When you develop your own opinion on the basis of weak evidence, you will have difficulty interpreting subsequent information that contradicts these opinions. Even if, the, even if the new information is obviously obviously more accurate. I'll read that one more time. When you develop your opinion on the basis of weak evidence, you will have difficulty interpreting subsequent information that contradicts these opinions. Even if this new information is obviously more accurate. Now that we're in 2020, we have to start looking at the information that they presented to us. What I mean by they, I mean by the opposition. What I mean by the educational system. What I mean by that is we all receive education from different facets and walks of life. But if we don't look at the information in its totality, we will gain and gather opinions based on weak information. Now that everybody has a, walking, has a laptop in their pocket, be it their cell phones or an iPad, we have to utilize the information that is available for us. And I'm not saying that all the new information that you come across is better than the information that you previously received. Once you receive new information, we have to lobby it against the information that we were first exposed to and figure out what needs to stay and what needs to go. Distinguishing the truth from a lie distinguishing the truth from our opinions you get what I'm saying and we live in such a highly opinionated society that we find ourselves only expressing how we feel with very little facts to back our opinion and here at 30 talk with all about solutions I want to make sure that the family understands that you can have your own opinion but your opinion will have more weight will have more validity if it's backed by facts you get what I'm saying and when i when i first read this i was like wow not only do we gather our opinions ba- based on weak information we stand by this weak information knowing that it doesn't suit us or fit us maybe it did at one point in time but it doesn't anymore and once we've grown so attached to that information to that lifestyle to that ideology to that practice it's hard to break those habits something that i said on one of the previous installments it takes 30 days to make a habit and it takes 30 days to break a habit. So just imagine if you spent 30 years practicing a very bad habit, or 30 months practicing a very bad habit. It's gonna take at least that amount amount of time to break it, not saying that it can be shorter, but it's gonna take at least 30 months or 30 days to break that habit. So let's recognize what's keeping us back. Let's recognize the weakness and the faultiness in the information that's being presented. Let's look at the weakness and the faultiness of the lifestyles that we choose to live, knowing that it's not beneficial for us. One more quick quote, as I read my notes, I think it's on the next page, next page, excuse me, as I turn. The purpose of life is to familiar to is, <laughs> you know, I have a problem with them R words, <laughs> excuse me. The purpose of life is to familiarize oneself with this after death body, so that the act of dying will not create a confusion in the psyche. And in this part of the book, I kind of skipped a few pages, I mean a few chapters to get to this quote. But this talks about the idea of death. We shouldn't, obviously we are scared of death, but it's not death that we're scared of. What we're scared of is dying before we reach reached our maximum potential. But not knowing that the the physical body, the carbon body that we're living in is just this physical experience. There is a life outside of this. Some people call it heaven, some people call it hell, but that there is a such thing as an afterlife. We shouldn't be afraid of the afterlife. What we should do is maximize our op- maximize our potential and recognize our opportunities so when we are on our quote unquote deathbed, we're not worried about not living our true purpose. We should do everything that we're supposed to do in this lifetime so when our time is called, we're ready to make that transition into the next phase. How can I bring that into today's conversation? In 2020, let's achieve all of what we're supposed to in 2020. 2019 is behind us. 2018 is behind us. It is now an opportunity for us to move forward and to recognize what we got going for us. And this book, The Chaos Protocol, is a really good book. I'm on chapter three as we speak. And it's just an opportunity for us to really recognize and realize what is in store and how to best combat the opposition and how they try to control us. On the other side of this break, we're going to continue our first conversations of 2020. Yes, family. That was Cheryl Lynn. Encore. I told you how I'm feeling going into 2020. I'm trying to spread love, trying to express a level of love, something that we might have been missing going into 2020. These last couple of years leading up to it, we've grown to have icebox where our hearts used to be. <laughs> and I want us to be sure that to be sure of the fact that love is always going to be around and there's nothing wrong with expressing it, even though society tried to make it seem, seem as though that it's hard to receive and or express love properly. But this is also the point of the installment where I remind the family that it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to isolate, it's okay to isolate yourself to heal. You can't properly express love and or give love if you're not healed from what you thought was love or what you thought someone was showing you was love. And if we, if we continue down the path of destruction, we bring others along with us. So let's think about that on the opposite. What if we went down the love train, <laughs> you understand? And we brought people along the ride of this love train. Imagine what can come from that Imagine what can prosper from that And I just want to remind the family that We can do more as a collective Than we can do by ourselves Moving into the second part of this installment I wanted to kind of piggyback on our last installment We was talking about gaining momentum Gaining momentum Now I want to talk about Signs of making progress We We sometimes Put Heavy burdens on our shoulders. You know, we carry a lot of weight. We carry the weight of ourselves, we carry the weight of our families, we carry the weight of our significant other. So sometimes we can't recognize the signs when we're making progress because we're too busy tending to everyone else's needs. We don't recognize the needs for ourselves, or we don't recognize that we've made substantial progress in an area. So there's a few notes that I have written down that I want to talk about to remind us. Or to show us when we are making signs of progress. When we're making signs of progress, we are less impacted by the opinions of others. You get what I'm saying? When we realize that other people's opinions don't sway our needle, our needle, that means we're making progress. That means that outside noise, that chatter noise that seems to be real, that seemed to be real loud at one point. We've turned that value down, that value, volume down, excuse me. And it has less value. You get what I'm saying? So it's like once we realize that other people's opinions, if it's not going to benefit us, we tune that out. We we turn that noise off. We make sure that we turn our minds and our attentions to a channel that's going to be receiving our information and also hearing our information loud and clear. We also are grateful for our past when we're making progress. You get what I'm saying? Like we don't look at our past as a detriment. We don't look at our past as something that we can't learn from or that's keeping us back. Our past is a blueprint of what we shouldn't do moving forward. And that's easier said than done, I'm sure. But once we realize that every past has a lesson, that every trial is not a tribulation, we can learn and grow from that. Also, when we're making signs of progress, we celebrate rather than compare. I really think that one's like key. We live in a social media ran society when we are always comparing ours to the next. When we're making progress, when there are signs of progress, we're no longer comparing. We're celebrating. We're realizing that we wasn't always in this position and we worked hard as shit to get here. Let me celebrate that. Let me take time to celebrate my wins and not compare my wins to somebody else's losses. You understand? And then even in a sense, when we are making progress, we're not comparing our losses to someone else's wins. Sometimes we have to lose the game in order to know what losing feels like, to know that that's not where we want to be much longer or no, no longer. You understand? Moving forward, we have to celebrate our wins and not compare them. When we're making progress, we're trusting the process. It's a process. It's a marathon. The God Nip already told us that. We have to make sure that we are moving in a direction and trusting the process in the direction that we're moving. Not taking 10 steps saying, oh, this is not what I thought it to be. Let me turn it around. Oh, I made five steps in this direction. This is not what I want. I'm going to stop here and start moving in another direction. No. No. Take time to appreciate where you are and trust that on the other side of that is going to be what you were destined to have. And I think that's important. And I want to kind of stay with trust the process for a second. We are in a new decade. Everything is quote unquote new or quote unquote fresh. It might seem like it hasn't evolved yet or it hasn't brought itself to fruition. Give it some time. It's, It's still we just started. Even though we are still carrying the momentum from 19, we're having a fresh start. Let's take the opportunity to use this momentum, to use this process and and use it as fuel, use it as time to focus as well. The last quote, um, I thought that was pretty profound as well. But this last one that I'm going to leave you guys with as far as when we are making signs of progress or recognizing our signs of progress is realizing that perfection is the lowest standard in the world this is because no one is perfect and nothing is perfect when we're making progress we realize that perfection is in the eye of the beholder my definition of perfection is going to be different from a different individual's definition of perfection but i know i'm making progress when i'm not comparing my perfection to theirs is when i realize that there's no such thing as perfection There's just what's for me and what's not for me. And when I try to fit something into my space that doesn't fit into the space that I'm in, I have to realize that it's not the space, it's what I'm trying to put into that space. And we have to take into consideration what we are harboring, what we are carrying, what are we bringing with us. And it's ideal for us to differentiate one from another, what needs to stay and what needs to go. Easier said than done, I'm sure. But once we realize that perfection is in the eye of the beholder, I'm not worried about what makes somebody else's. I'm only worried about what makes mine. And once I realize what makes mine, I'm going to realize the beauty in that. I'm going to realize that I don't need somebody else's definition to define me. Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We have to make sure that we're moving in a direction that suits us. And stop comparing and contrasting. You get what I'm saying? It's it's ours for a reason. We need to keep what's ours for a reason and not throw it away and try to fill it with somebody else's. And the people that I've had conversations with, they really helped me realize that because that is something that I had to realize for myself. I had to recognize the signs of progress for myself. At times we feel as though it might be stagnation or we might be stagnated when we're really not. It's just we haven't really appreciate how far we've came because we're too busy looking far ahead. Let's let's bask in the moment for, you know, what I'm saying for a while. Let's let's sit where we're at and recognize that it's good. It fits. It's ours. Let's appreciate that. One last break and we're going to close out this conversation. Yes, family, that was love-trained by Confunction. If you grew up in the DMV area, this definitely came on the quiet storm. You was riding home with your peoples off the late night coming from wherever you was coming from. And the quiet storm was definitely playing in my car, in my mother's car, for sure. And like I said, this installment is pertaining with love. We're coming into the new year spreading love, embracing love, and expressing love. You understand we want to make sure that we are in a position to do so so take time to heal take time to recalibrate and give yourself an opportunity to be open to the idea of new love because sometimes we put ourselves in a position where we give our all and we receive very little in return so we become um it's like an adhesive we we keep in love away because we don't want to be subjected to that type of feeling anymore But we're in a new decade. It's an opportunity for us to look at it with fresh eyes and a new vision. To close this out, I want to talk about accepting responsibility for our actions. Our last installment before this one, we talked about gaining momentum. Then we talked about recognizing the signs of progress. Now we're going to look at what it means to be accepting of our responsibilities. Not just our responsibilities, but the responsibilities of our actions. And I have three quotes that I found on the internet that kind, to, kind of speaks to that. And we're going to read those and see where it takes us. When we blame others, we give up the power of change. When we don't accept responsibility of our actions, when it's always somebody else's fault why we didn't, we don't leave room for change. We're just adding on to the pain. We're just adding on to the blame. We're redirecting the blame. A lot of times, that's what children do. Oh, it was such and such fault why I did what I did. Not knowing that we are in control of our actions. We are in control of what happens and what doesn't happen in our lives. And as adults, we have to accept the fact that we're going to make mistakes. And some of those mistakes is going to take longer to... Bounce back from, which is okay. We we have to recognize that the only thing that we can't regain is time wasted. So, especially in our adulthood at this stage of the game, depending on your age, we have to realize that if we we have to realize that each action has a reaction, and each action has a consequence so if we know that a particular action comes with a particular consequence we have to see is that consequence going to move us forward keep us back or keep us stagnant we have to accept the responsibility of our actions if we know that we're doing this for pure pleasure purposes then accept the fact that we're doing it for pure pleasure purposes not that it's someone else's fault why we chose that option or made that choice if we are Mature or trying to be mature, we have to be accepting of the responsibility of our actions and realizing that blaming others doesn't leave room for change. We can do what we want to do. It's when we say that we cannot means that we will not. Let's not let's stop saying what we can't do. We can do anything. What are we going to do is the question. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, I can't because. Oh, it was because I couldn't make it on time. Or I or I couldn't see I couldn't see it in front of me. Though there are situations where those are valid statements. But a lot of times we use those statements to make excuses for our actions or make excuses for the decisions and choices that we've made. If we want to do something, we're going to do it. Right, wrong, or indifferent. But let's not point blame when we make that decision and it didn't and we didn't get the desired outcome. If we want the desired outcome, we have to look at our options in its totality before we make a decision. So then that way we're not pointing blame when the outcome is not the desired one. So we can do whatever we want to do. It's when we say that we cannot It's when we will not. And I and I say that for myself because I don't want the family to think that I'm making these statements as if I got it all going on. I mean, I might, cause look at me. <laughs> it's like nah, I'm a human being just like anybody else. But what I what I've been practicing and what I've been practicing discipline with is making sure that I'm making a sound choice, making a solid decision. I'm not going to allow my Choices and my decisions and my options to be left to circumstances. I have to be accountable for my actions So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it If I say that I want an outcome to happen I'm gonna put myself in a position to make sure that outcome happens now me I can become impatient at times but I have to realize to trust the process and allow whatever I want to happen to let it happen organically And not fabricate it so I can get it in a quicker time span. And then it doesn't have the same gusto or the same feeling that I was hoping that it would have. And the last quote I want to speak on when it talks about when we talk about accepting responsibility for our actions. Some people create the storms. Some people create their own storms. Then get upset when it rains. And it's like, how crazy is that? We, we are upset at the very outcomes that we put ourselves in, right? It's, it's difficult for us to accept when we are wrong, especially when we stand by, when we stand so firmly behind wrong decisions, because we don't want to show any levels of weakness. Even if we make a mistake, we're going to double down to try to express validity for that. It's okay to accept that you're wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Like we said earlier in the installment, there's no such thing as perfection. Everybody makes mistakes. It's only when we hold ourselves to other people's standards that we fall short of their standards and we don't live up to our own. And I want the family to keep that in consideration for the year 2020 because it's important for us to keep ourselves grounded in our own truths. We have to realize that there's nothing wrong with being where we're at. It's only when we decide to live up to someone else's definition that we are no longer defining ourselves. And with the first installment of 2020, I want the family to keep all of what we talked about in consideration. We, we are now positioned and poised to do great things. Once we realize that we can do what's best for us, we won't worry about anybody else's definition. And that's all I really have for us tonight. I hope the family enjoyed the conversation that we had. And we are going to continue to build on these conversations as we move forward. Take time to love yourself. Take time to heal. Take time to appreciate the path that you are on. And recognize the signs of growth. Recognize the signs that you're making progress. Accept responsibility for your actions. I am your host, him, not them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, recognize your greatness.